I'm Leanne Hunter with WEHC 90.7 Emory, speaking with ceramics artist Lisa York, who will be giving an art talk on Monday, January 22nd, about her work and exhibition at the McLaughlin Center for the Arts on the campus of Emory and Henry. So Lisa, thank you for taking your time to talk with me today. I see that your ceramic studio is in Hartford, Connecticut. Is that where you're from? Yes, I'm actually like right outside of, I'm in the Hartford, Connecticut county, so I'm like 10 minutes from Hartford. It's not technically Hartford itself, but uh, one of the neighborhoods right next door. Okay. And when I looked at your bio, I see that you get a lot of inspiration from travel, having worked with ceramics arts in China, Hungary, Germany, Guatemala, and Tanzania. And I'd love to ask you about that in a moment. But first, I want to know, have you ever traveled to Southwest Virginia before? Uh, Yes, I actually did an apprenticeship with a potter, Kevin Crow. Um, He's about like an hour south of Charlottesville. Um, So maybe not quite as far that way, but there are similar vibes. I have um, visited Dan Van Tassel, one of the professors at Emory and Henry College, while he was there at Emory and Henry. Um, I guess to start, you know, when I think about ceramics, I was an art student back in the day, but I really love how ceramics is like a functional art. And I know part of my daily ritual and enjoyment Every morning I enjoy like selecting which handmade mug I'm going to drink my coffee from. I just get so much enjoyment out of it because they each have a unique feel. And it's one of the oldest art forms in the world, I'd guess. And it's also functional, you know. So how how did you first get into ceramics? Honestly, it was a total mistake and happen chance. I was a um, painting drawing major in undergrad. And you had to take a certain number of electives and other media and I was planning to, you know, take more what I thought would be useful classes like graphic design or um, photography. And my friend was like, no, I just took this ceramics class. It was the best thing ever. I think you would love it. You got to take this class. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to take a ceramics class. I will never touch clay again. Why would I waste those three credits? Well, as you might have guessed, I did take that ceramics class. And <laughs> proceeded to switch all my focus from the 2D arts to ceramics um and and i've been doing pottery ever since (laughs) amazing it's such a physical art form i've tried to throw on the wheel a few times and it is hard (laughs) yeah everybody starts awful i feel like some people can pick up a paintbrush and be amazing but pottery is very humbling everyone starts out absolutely awful (laughs) (laughs) so is there a certain part of the process that you're most excited about like maybe the design and the form or what kind of wheel you use, if it's a kick wheel or an electric wheel, or do you really get into glazing or different firing processes? What what are you excited about? Uh, I would say definitely I start with pieces on the wheel, but that's just kind of gave me the what I call rough draft shape. And then I take them all those thrown pieces to my workbench where I can proceed to take them out of a circular round form to multi-sided three, four, five sides and carve them and alter them. And um, I would say that's my favorite part. And then, yeah, obviously also getting to see the pieces finish and getting to use them. I would say that was probably the second most satisfying part. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different traditions, I guess, with ceramics. Did you learn different aspects of the art form in your work abroad? What are some of the takeaways from from your work around the world? Uh, well, there are 
two very different sets of experiences. Guatemala, Tanzania, Nicaragua, I was a volunteer. So in those scenarios, I was basically helping to teach and set up ceramic spaces. Um, Tanzania, I worked there for a year. The other two places were um, a few weeks each. Versus doing the art residencies, those were more so um, opportunities to go use studios and materials and other places and have interactions with artists from other parts of the world. Um, so those were scenarios where I was getting to have time to just be creative and grow as an artist in a different way. Is this your job? Is this what you do full time? Uh, <laughs> I have done it full time. Um, my life looks a lot different right now. I'm currently full time momming. I uh, had a baby earlier this summer, and um, and that's my. I, I feel very lucky that I get to be at home with the kids and. While, yes, I do bring in some income from the arts, it's, it's for the most part on pause. And my husband's the, I guess, money maker or whatever you want to call it for the time being. Oh, having having a young young children is definitely a full, full-time work. Is your yeah. studio then at home? Are you able to work at your leisure? like, Or do you have to go to the studio? Yes. Yes, it's in the basement. It's very convenient. <laughs> the first few months post-baby, I usually choose to sleep over studio but now that my son is starting to sleep a little bit better now I'm starting to be like you know what this nap time I'll actually go down into my space so so yeah I usually I actually have pots in every varying state of completeness <laughs> wonderful wonderful so you, you can work when you find the time to um I, yeah. I looked at your website and I saw that um some of the other sources of inspiration besides travel are nature and batik fabrics and aged objects. Can you tell yes. me how you incorporate some of this into your work? Um, I would say I'll start with the batik fabrics. I would do wax resist. Batik is wax resist designs on fabric, which you would then dye, and it would add another layer of pattern to the fabric, and you could do that multiple layers. So in a similar manner, I would use wax resist on pots, and then would add a color, and you could do the multiple layers of this, and they would go into the kiln, and there'd be, you know, some depth to the surface and pattern to the surface. And I would say it was also inspired by just very basic line, circle, geometric patterns. So that I also kind of took away from those times of working in Tanzania and Guatemala. Um, and then you said the aged objects. That would be man-made and nature. So my husband always laughs at me because if I see some beautiful rust, I'm whipping out my phone and taking a picture because I just think it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Rust patterns mm -hmm. and age paint, like just those little micro detail pattern photos. My husband's like, oh, I see some pretty peeling paint over there. Why don't you go ahead and go take your picture? I'm like, oh, that is gorgeous. Give me one moment. I'll be right back. <laughs> and uh, when I've done wood firing and soda firing, there's a similar kind of aging. I call it aged look because one side of the pot is being hit by the wood ash in the kiln. And so that side will be really kind of a juicy surface versus like the back side of the pot, which was more protected, will be more of a dry surface. So just in the same way that weather ages objects or hands weather objects, there's kind of like a similar look to that type of firing process. Interesting. And then the last one 
nature. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say if I'm not in the studio, I want to be outside hiking or just outdoors in general. And um, I would say the color palette, so the muted tones. You know, every so often I have a pop of blue or green because, you know, nature can also be very colorful. But in general, I really love being in the woods and being out in the Utah desert, which tends to be more muted colors. Mm-hmm. So is most of the ceramics that you do, do they end up being functional pieces? You can the, drink from it, you can eat from it, you can, it holds water or? Yes, I would say currently I'm, they all are 100% functional, yes. Yep. Cool. Is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners? I mean, I have a whole hour-long presentation. I'm <laughs> ready to share about my journey as an artist and different things. So I would just encourage you all to come out to it. Yeah, fantastic. Because Lisa York will be giving her art talk on January 22nd at 7.30 p.m. at the McLaughlin Center for the Arts. And some of her work is currently on display at the Arts Gallery, um, which is open from 12 to 5 each day. And that exhibition will be there until February 3rd. So come on out, take a look, meet with Lisa during her art talk. And if you would like to see more of her work, you can go to lisayorkarts.com. Lisa, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Bye.